Welcome to the Convicted Christian Community Show. My name is Kay. And I'm D. Life goes on. We're not perfect. So what? We're convicted and we have terrible names. Praise the Lord. What's the topic today? So today what we're going to talk about is why do married people find it hard to relate to single people in the church? And vice versa. Goes both ways. Tell me why that's a good topic. It's a good topic because I reckon it's a thing that people really struggle with. It, I've felt who, it as who's, who's it a struggle for, you reckon? I feel biased saying it, but married couples. It's a struggle for married couples. No, 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 sorry. It's a struggle for single people. Yeah. And my bias probably playing into it. I think married couples don't take enough initiative with it. Controversial. Controversial, indeed. I think it's a struggle for both. Mm. You think it's a struggle for the single people? I understand why it's a single... Predominantly. Predominantly, okay. I, I think it is for both, but... Predominantly. I think it's pretty equal parts. Okay. Anyway, I think it's a fantastic topic because who would have thought marriage would separate you from other relationships? That's a really, really naive thing to say because it obviously does. Say that again. I said, who would have thought marriage actually breaks relationships? Because that's the whole point of this mm. struggle is that one person, your friend gets married, right? Yeah. I mean, this this topic might as well be on freaking Call Her Daddy, right? That podcast. Do you know what that podcast is? <laughs> no. It's a really toxic podcast. Is it? About young women talking about sexual encounters and what that means and how they feel about certain acts and whether, really? yeah, they, they deal with it in a psychological, in a real sort of toxic, bitchy conversation kind of thing. It's mm. almost healthy to the point that it's so toxic. You know, it just it just brings out basically how they're feeling from the inside, yeah. and it's I've listened to it. And it's really really interesting, mm. <laughs> but yeah, and, and and basically we all understand the point of our friends getting into relationships and that catching us off the sideline. Yeah, that's a secular problem, and because we are Christians and we are also human beings, it's our problem as well. That's where we can be caught hanging a bit dry. Is that sort of where you're going with this? Mm. Mm. It's pretty natural process in life that people will get together there's an el- natural element of it there's a godly element mm. to it and there's an element where people won't have you know a love partner like a sexual partner yeah the question is like how do those two correlate and what i've found tricky along those ways particularly maybe is like a young 20s mm. person who's single and has friends who are married in their young 20s yeah is navigating how to do life when someone gets married and then how to do life, you know, as a single person with married friends. Yeah. Things stays the same as well when you get into your 30s and you start having kids and you see the same thing with like, yeah. you know, yeah. single people in their 30s and, and hanging out with married couples in their 30s and 40s and whatnot. Yeah. I feel like it seems like it's easier when you get older, but I wonder how much of that's because of a learning curve when people are young in their marriage. Yeah. And even like people are young in their 20s and single but the biggest struggle I find with it is feeling like married couples go into a little cocoon when they get married. Right. Do you think that's a fair thing to say? I think that's a very fair thing to say. It's like being single and married is a tribal thing that, you know, that you belong in different camps now and it's hard to talk about it. I mean, we see that kind of division across different races, income brackets, age, across the church anyway. So we need to start from the point that regardless if you're married, young, black, white, Asian old, whatever, we still need to do life together. And I think that takes effort to do. When your mind is preoccupied by something else, you're there for each other, not just for whatever you stand for. 
So I think that's a very fair thing to say. And in that sense, married people suck <laughs> at doing that. And single people suck at trying to relate with married people as yeah. well. I mean, yeah. it, I think it goes both ways, man, as much oh, as... Sure. But the thing is, the infatuation is a real thing and it ought to be celebrated, right? Because that's what marriage is. The two people love each other and they're going to feel that for the first, I don't know, three months. And if you're lucky, maybe three years, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? So they're going to feel that. And so I think they're going to have a bit of that space and maybe they need each other's company more than we might need one of theirs in that one of our bros just got married then giving him a bit of space is fine is what i feel because his responsibility in terms of having a communion before god is really with his wife and there's quite of that attention that goes into that right so i think it's a tough line to say we can go and demand their time and they might then make a conscious effort to then come out and and be more open and speak to more people out there which i think is a beautiful thing but I would hate that to come at an expense of their love for each other, spiritually, mentally, and physically. Mm. There's a Bible verse that talks about, I'm trying to remember where it is. It's in Corinthians where it talks about, you know, oh, the married, 1 Corinthians 7, mm. you know, the married man is concerned about the affairs of the world, how, can, how he can please his wife. Yeah. Where it talks about you know, a single person is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. Mm. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, yeah. how he can please his wife, and his interests are divided. I think the Bible's pretty clear that naturally when you are married, mm. there's an element where attention is divided, and, and that's okay, and that's a good thing. Yeah, You know, you need to, when you're married, invest in the time and the spiritual growth of your partner. Yeah, I think in the elements of that as a male, you know, that's really important. Yeah. Female is also really important as well. Yeah. That as a single person, you don't have that element to it. So then how that plays into life is that a married person at the start of the marriage yeah. is figuring out, I'd have this person, that this new person is in my life 24-7 yeah. that I'm living with 24-7. And I've got to figure out how to like love them and please them and grow through the challenges. But I also got to look out for my single friends while I'm navigating the world, like working and whatever they do in their life. Yeah. And it's a tricky thing. It takes time. Well, look, I think I think we probably err on the side of, especially at the beginning of the marriage, is that people probably spend too much time with each other, maybe. And I think, like I said, I would hate for their connection with us to be coming at an expense of their relationship with each other. But that's very seldom the case, is what I'm trying to say. Do you think that there's an element of, as you get older, you start working, your friendship circles decrease, that it's hard for married people to be good friends with a lot of single people. Yes, I do agree. Talk about the Bible, since we're Christians. There is a passage in the Bible where this guy, one of the excuses this guy uses to go into like this fellowship or party or something, I don't know, or some awesome help they're being asked, but they said, oh, I've, I'm married and I've got married stuff to do. And that's very, very criticized, right? So we don't doubt the fact that there is element of responsibility to them. But I think the problem that you like that single people start to have is when they do it more than they need to mm. because of simply how they're feeling or, or whatever, just being selfish with their, their feelings for the moment and, and, and to, to, to live in that moment. I think that's when we can, and when that becomes evident, then we can start feeling like we're probably pushed out the, out the circle. 
I mean, you do this when you're dating as well. When you date someone for the first time, you and you know we've been in relationships, so we we know what that's like, mm. and we have basically paid less attention to our friends because of our infatuation for that period. I think more would be the case when you marry that person. You've obviously done it because you've you've loved that person to a requisite standard. <laughs> that makes me sound like a freaking robot. <laughs> Ticks all the boxes. Ticks all the boxes. Right. I like. He's <laughs> nice. Very nice. <laughs> but I, I feel I feel as though that happens a lot. And I think they they got to learn. Got to learn that that's not how they ought to be. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen a lot of married couples who've gone through that phase. And like a few months later, they realize, crap, I've got no friends. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they're true. like, they're like, and they have no friends. And they come back to us and be like, hey, 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 can you please invite us to any cool things you guys get up to? We would love to come along. And then by that time, they've lost all their social skills and like it's just so hard to re replug, like plug them back into the group or something like mm-hmm. that. And you got to realize that as much as they really work well with each other, the partner is still a different person to the outside world, mm-hmm. right? So like it's, it's very hard to then like readjust all of that. And it's just, I just think that's that's just enormously difficult to do. Mm-hmm. But again, that's when the single people then make the effort yep. to reconnect. Yes, we're yep. going to have different topics, but I guess how secular is your Christian relationship that the only reason why you guys would connect is purely based on your secular circumstances, about your job, about your wife and your status financially and mm-hmm. socially. But more importantly, like the common ground is really what joy do we find in being a Christian? Which that is so countercultural to how we think. We connect based on mutual interests. Exactly right. But God calls us to be one. Mm. Right. He says, in Christ, there is no Greek, Jews, blah, blah. I don't know the details, right? Christ is all is in one. Christ is in one. Is in one is for all. Christ is for all. I can't really remember, but it basically says it focuses on that oneness. And wouldn't it be just so terrifyingly disappointing if the one thing that separated us out of that unity under Christ was your marriage status? Mm. And to see that happening is such a disappointment. So for anyone who's listening out there, if you're single. Befriend the married couple and it will be a struggle, right? And if you're married, try to just be a normal social player. No, I'm not saying player. I'm saying social player. Play on, play on. Player, <laughs> yeah. As in... Just reach out. Reach out. Be friendly. Invite a single person over to your house for a meal. Yeah. It's not not a single person because that's a third wheel, but invite <laughs> groups of single people into a house. Could even just be a single person. Yeah, yeah. and like just hang out. PDAs, thoughts? PDA, Christian, we, Christian PDA. Before we come to that, okay, I'll share with you for me like experience where, you know, the script was flipped and I realized as, as a single person I was being a terrible friend. friend. Yeah, I don't know if you can say friend. But it was with my brother and sister in law actually. <gasps> so they got married a couple of years ago. Douchebag. I know. I was always a bit of a douchebag. Yeah. I had, you know, I had to sit down with my brother and he just he laid into me, which was good, man. So we, you know, I will defend myself that we we do long distance in the sense that. My brother and sister-in-law live over interstate. So, you know, it's it's hard to do relationship well. Yeah. My sister-in-law, I've only met her a few times because when she came to the picture, I was I was in another state. Yeah. So before they got married and, and even when they did get married at the start, I was just learning to relate to this new person that's part of my family. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. And she could probably, you know, test to the same thing with me. But 
I was finding that like my conversation with my brother, first like maybe year and a half we got married, it was just different. Now the bigger question is, was it different because I was interpreting it to be different or was it objectively different? And that was something we actually talked about. But anyway, long story short, we were in Sri Lanka as a family. You know, we're going over there for holiday. Mm. I was a bit moody that, that trip. Man. Because, Why? Well, I was just third wheeling. Mum, dad, brother and sister-in-law. Yeah. And my brother and sister-in-law were sort of off in a ferry, just doing a little cute, cuddly shit and all that. Yeah. You know, mum and dad obviously just, just chilling. Yeah. But I was just like, I felt like such a third wheel. Yeah. Even in the times where it was just- Fifth wheel. Fifth wheel, but even third wheel, man, when my mum and dad would, would go and yeah. it would just be us three, I felt like a third wheel. Yeah. And I felt uncomfortable. I, that was objective as well. Like I told my brother, mate, like you got to realise how you in- interact. Because even my mum called him out and it was like, you need to realise how you interact with other people. Yeah. It's great that you love your wife in terms of PDA and stuff, you know, that you show yeah. that you love and that's great and that's good. Yeah. But you also got to think about how you, in, you know, how you involve other people in that. Yeah. Because no one... No one can be involved in that. If you're yeah. off in a little world with, you know, your wife, mm. what, like is someone just going to come into that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, like towards the end of the trip, like me and my brother having a chat and I'm like, rah, 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 being a bit grumpy and stuff. And he yeah. just sat me down and was like, what's wrong? And I was like, we just chatted it out. And he was like, you know, I feel you. I understand that, that struggle. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you from my perspective as a married man. And that's when he just opened up, man. And he was like, I think you're being selfish in the way you're thinking. Yeah. I think you got to think about how you interact as well. Yeah. You know, I'm paraphrasing. He, he didn't go as hard as this. Like, he was very genuine about it. And I love my brother for yeah. it. Yeah. But he just called me out, man. I was like, oh, well, you know, made me think about my other married couples in a way I've interacted with them. Yeah. It made me realize that, like, if I'm always waiting for them to take that first step, mm. that's where I've already lost. Yeah. And any single person out there, if you're listening on this, if you're waiting for your married friend to reach out to you first, and in some ways maybe they should, you've already lost. Yeah. You can't wait for that. Do you like you need to realize that they are working out this stuff just as much as you are. Yeah. And yes, they have each other and they've got, you know, they can do that together and like, oh, I'm just here by myself trying to navigate. It's like you gotta take the biggest step in that case. Yeah. And sometimes reach out, particularly for me, I think, to people who you really like. So for me, with some of my like best mates who've gotten married, yeah, it's meant that I need to take that step because if I care about that friendship, I would invest in it. Mm. I would take that step. Mm-mm. I would go there, you know, go beyond all doubt or anything to keep that friendship going. Yeah, which means I would be the person I have to call them, hit them up, tell them if they want to catch up. Yeah, send a message, get rejected. Yeah, cop it. Not always easy though, but in some ways, sometimes you got to cop it. Yeah. And the way that when that works out well is when the married person is keen. Yeah. When that doesn't work out well is when they're not keen. And we've both experienced that where we reach out to married people and they're just like, oh, no, I need to uh, spend time with my wife. Yeah. 24-7. Yeah. It's like in some ways you just go, okay, leave them to there. Let them figure that out. And yeah. They'll yeah. come back in a couple of years maybe or they won't. Yeah. But if you don't put any effort in as a single person, like, I think that's where you're missing out. Now, in terms of PDA, what do I think about that? Well. Oh, I like it in the sense that I think it's good for couples to show that they love each other. Yeah. Maybe that's just me as well. Like, I mean, we're not like if I was in, in a relationship and, you know, when I've been in a relationship, like you care about that person. Yeah. It's hard to just switch that off like completely when you're around people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just be like, oh, no, we've got to act all real business-like, you know? Yeah. Don't touch. Just do the hover hands. Yeah. Do you know what the hover hands are? Yeah, I know yeah. the hover hands. 
but I get so uncomfortable. And that's the same with me when like, if I have, you know, someone I've dated and stuff. Yeah. Is I get really uncomfortable when people go over the top of PDA. Really? So uncomfortable, man. Yeah. It's just awkward, dude. I can't, like, I can I feel awkward when I'm hanging out with couples. Yeah. So if I'm with my partner, I don't like doing that to someone else. Oh, really? You don't feel uncomfortable? Well, I, um, I feel a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm just, but I just get it. I'm just like, okay, that's just, that's just how y'all so want to be. If, cool. If your mate was just smooching. No way. Can't do it with that. But, but that's bit, PDA. Bit of, bit of holding hands and stuff. Yeah. Holding hands, a cuddle, maybe a cheeky peck on their cheek. I won't be sitting and watching anybody make out. And I think that's just but, weird. But that's what, what <laughs> that's the levels of PDA. You're saying that like. Oh, it dep- exactly right. Well, it depends, how, it depends how heavy it is, right? How heavy hitting it is, right? What if they just like. Touch each other's tongues like that's like that. that's no way. No, no do you want to know the most whack PDA I've seen in my life? Because when I was in high school, right? So oh, high school is people, just like PDA everywhere. Yeah, bro, this guy was eating chips. Mm. They were feeding each other chips. Think like a penguin. Yeah, he literally had a chip chip in his mouth. Yeah, and she would just come and like take the chip out of his mouth. <laughs> bro, I'm not even kidding you. That, that for me was like that scarred me, man. I was like PDA. There's <laughs> You know, you got to know your limits, people. You can't do that. Dude, this is the snippet. This is a million view right here on TikTok. <laughs> it's getting it. yeah. I'm not even kidding, man. 10,000 followers happy. with that right yeah. there, bro. Just think of like, <laughs> think of happy feet. <laughs> Literally, bro. I remember me and mates when it happened. We were just like. What the heck? That guy, that? I knew the guy as well. And like, I think like a year later, he broke up with the girl. We were just laying into him, man. Just being like, oh, do you want some chips, mate? <laughs> I can feed it to you. <laughs> if your friend's listening, I hope you subscribe. <laughs> yeah. We'll tell less stories about you, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, we, we won't stop we'll probably, we'll probably move on from here. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I've got some stories about my mates back home. Yeah. Yeah, some good ones. Let's just go through them all. Dude, I, I, I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> I think going back to what you said, though, about like making that first step, if they make the step, you're already lost. I think we should do that as single people anyway, as people, full stop. We should be trying to reach out to more people to give them our time. You know, we focus a lot about, oh, you know, we give money to the church. You know, we've got to help the poor in need. But like how, how resourceful are we with our time, right? I think it's so important to do that as a human being. In fact, every time you feel that scar of dealing with somebody who is a, who is a couple, which is the nature of our talk today but if you get shut down there you say just do it again we'll do it again to another single person or anybody else you're not i mean i guess you are vulnerable in a sense that you you do love that person you're friends with that person and you want to sort of build on that relationship but the thing is everything in this world is transient we cannot take friendships with us to heaven if you think about it that way that doesn't devalue our friendship it probably puts more value in our friendship because we also understand the fact that jesus died for them as well but I think if that happens, move on and give your time to somebody else who needs it. They clearly don't at this moment. And what you might need at that time, yes, it's necessarily the love that you would otherwise receive from one of the members of the couple who you're originally friends with, but also the satisfaction of being able to do life with somebody as well. Friends will come and go. Obviously, you want really long-lasting relationships and there'll be a time that warrants and time and circumstances that warrants that. And God works in these mysterious and interesting ways to do that. God puts you in a kayak together with somebody else and you get become friends with them. That's how we became friends, right? 
these, literally on a kayak. Eh? Yeah, yeah, literally yeah. on a kayak. <laughs> it's it's not like a gay brokeback mountain kind of it stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which is best? That's right. It, it was, was no kayak. No, that was it. Was no, it was a kayak. No, it was it. The camp, and we were on a kayak. We went we kayaking. Went we didn't go kayaking. Yes, we did. I don't think we did. Okay, now we're sounding like a married couple, <laughs> and we're trying to bag married couples in this in this podcast, right? No, the point is, the circ- God works through the circumstances and puts you in that situation. The fact that and and those, these circumstances can take you out of the situations and these opportunities to meet people as well. It may mean that you move to a different city. It may mean that one of your friends become married. Now, having said that, I want to encourage all the married people who are listening to this podcast that they make an effort to continue to look out for people who might be your friends originally now feeling lonely because you've you know you're now more absent, or even Christian people who just started dating, or even non Christians who are out there listening, who has recently started dating. And have decided to forget a bit about their friends. Stop being such an arsehole. Yeah, forget about it. Stop being such a freaking arsehole and just, you know, become a sport, right? That's one thing I'd say. For the single people out there, just make the first step and just still keep on hanging out with these people. They're married. They're not, they haven't just become monsters overnight. Yes, they do some monstrous PDAs, but. Not going in the lab. (laughs) (laughs) But, but we all got to make an effort. That's the thing. And don't and don't be bitter. Don't be as freaking sourpuss about it. Like, oh yeah, oh, married yeah. couple said no. Well, then give your time to somebody else. God's blessed you with that time and friendship and and you know capacity to socialize. This is where we get real, man. Tell me. I think one of the reasons why I find it hard to reach out to married couples mm. is because there's an element that I desire marriage. Yes, and jealousy. Jealousy. Would you yeah. go as far as jealousy? Oh. I don't know whether I would phrase it as jealousy. Yeah, I kind envy, of see it as jealousy. Envy? <laughs> envy, yes. Yeah, I'd say more envy. Yeah. Because they're like my friends, I, I, I never get like heaps jealous from for me, from my friends. Yeah. Definitely envy. Yeah. That means that my desire to reach out is probably less. Yeah. So I think married couples maybe need to hear that because what we don't want to do is just completely bag up married couples. Yeah. Whoops, too late. But too anyway. late. Yeah. But the reality is like there's probably an element where single people – will struggle to reach out because they desire marriage, man. Mm. And there's a part where they might be envious. Yeah. And that's a reality. The other way is where we need to see see that married couples, like you were saying before, lack that relationship. Yeah. And realize that, oh, actually, you know, when, when I've married someone, yeah. I've become really close to them, but it doesn't mean I, I have a lot of other friends. Yeah. But a single person has so much more time and flexibility to have those relationships. Yeah. Married people will find that really difficult. Yeah. And there's a point of pride, I reckon, in married couples where they also need to humble themselves and be like, you know what? We need friendships. Yeah. And we do desire it. And there's a cultural issue with that as well, which is a big yeah. can of worms. Pride is the devil. J. Yeah. Cole. Yeah. Shout out to J. Cole. One of my favorite rappers of all time. Hell yeah. Is he G? He's a real G. But you know what you're talking about in terms of reaching out? I do believe that there is finite time and energy for relationships. Yeah. That, yes, we should, like, go out and be relational with as many people as we can. Yeah. But, you know, humans are humans. Mm. There's an element where that's finite. Mm. The older you get as well, Yeah. I think the less time people have for relationships. Yeah. Now, I think people completely wind that down, mm. probably more than they should. Yeah. But I think there is an element where that does reduce down. Yeah. That you can't just go... You know, I'll try to be friends with him. Oh no, that didn't work. I'll try to be friends with him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, there's well, there's emotional capacity as well, and and there's a lot of other factors that play a role into it. Like let's say you start having kids, or your job becomes more more you know a lot busier and stuff. That's totally understandable. But you got to make a conscious effort. You continually have to make conscious effort. It's not necessarily about the output, 
by where your heart's at. What I'll be interested is to see how you will be when you find your partner. Me? Yeah. I'm going to keep a close eye on oh, that, mate. You're not the only one, mate. <laughs> There's only a few people who've said that. Yeah. I'm going to keep a close eye on you. Mm. Yeah. Close eye on you. I, I, I would hope mm. that based on my life experiences mm. and, you know, the people I've experienced, both good and bad in married couples and the way they've gone about it, yeah. that I wouldn't be someone I'd forget my, my single friends. I'd really hope I wouldn't. And that's where, like, you know, call out to to anyone who knows me yeah. is keep me accountable. Mm. That, for me, is what I want. Yeah. And, you know, I'd hope, Christ, like, married Christians would, would want that too. Yeah. That they can hear rebuke if they're ditching the world, Joan, yeah. and yeah. they just couldn't caught in a bubble. Like, I, I yeah. want that, man. And it's not and it's not good for them. Like I, like I say time and time again, like if, you, if you're married and you're doing this, that makes us single people feel this way. <laughs> so, sad. So, so sad. Then please just reconsider it because you don't know how important friendships can be for your relationship with your significant other. Or maybe more toxic. Depends on the friends you have, I guess. It really depends on the friends you have. Yeah. That's another podcast. That's another podcast. Bloody hell. What kind of friends you got? Mm-hmm. Hey, there you go. But definitely, I think there's got to be conscious effort made on both sides. It's really encouraging, though, I think, for the married couples to hear that there are vulnerabilities with being single. And there's therefore difficulties around that as mm-hmm. well. I, myself get quite clingy when I get into a relationship and it's become it becomes like you just build up a wall. And I've seen both no, there's negative effects of that, definitely. So needs to needs to really but that's really what you want to do at that time. You gotta really want to live in that moment for it. But mm-hmm. you know, you got the whole rest of your life to spend with that person. It's not such a bad thing to actually place those things, which is which I think is worth noting. But I think there is Another thing that also plays a role into this is church culture, which then kind of puts, which makes married couples a bit of a hero. Mm. Yeah, it makes single people a bit of a loser. Yeah, 100%. Um, and in the secular world, it's kind of the same thing to some regard, mm. depending on the society you live in, Pretty, especially in the Western world, is the same. Unless you're single and you're like banging chicks left, right and center, yeah. then that's the only cool way to be single. single. Yeah. And like, and you're driving really nice cars or something, then that's the only way, yeah, cool way to be single. But which I think is kind of messed up because you can be in, yeah. And I think that's what, I think that plays into the role of how you feel a bit of that envy and yeah. there's a difficulty in stepping It's out. like, bro, what Disney movie is there a mm. story that doesn't have, you know, a romantic ending where, after. you know, yeah, the, the princess finds it Prince Charming. Yeah. The, the world would be like, you know, you need to find love. So the reality is like, you know, how do we live in this world? you know, as a single person and mm. married people, we need to have a conversation on how do we live in this world as a single person. Mm. That's another podcast. That's another podcast. But can I ask you, Yeah. what are examples of where, you know, you've had married couples, like friendships that have like worked really well when they got married? And yeah. what are some examples of, you know, ones that didn't go too well? You know, with obviously without naming names. I mean, there was this guy called Steve. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Steve. Steve. We mention Steve a lot, don't we? Steve <laughs> is just this person that we call. He's this both perfect. Enigma. Yeah, this yeah. entity. Kind of like the fourth limb to the tri-unity or something. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That's heresy, guys. Don't listen to this. I'd would, I'd would say it worked well in a sense that it diminished the least. So they all diminish. The friendship level diminishes. Every all single. Around, every single one. Married. Yes. Couple. Like yes. relationship. Yes, absolutely. 
Yeah. And it's not just the single ones that have to deal with this, but there's also families behind each member of the couple mm. that also deals with this as well. Like you, you gave us a really interesting example on that too. But it's the one that diminishes the least, which obviously is good for me, right? Because I get to still have a good relationship with that person. But what really helped me in that regard is to get to know their marriage partner. They are going to be one. They're going to be together. Did you together. find that hard? Yes. Why do you find that Because I didn't choose that person. I didn't choose to be friends with that person. I chose to be friends with the person that I was originally yeah, friends yeah, with, okay. not the person that they decided to marry. That's interesting. Yeah. So that it's kind of like, it's not, it's not forced in, but it's kind of forced in. But you know, it really, if you really open up your mind, it's not any worse than at the beginning of the year when you allocated your Bible study groups mm. and you start to make friends with everyone there. But the difference yeah. is you have 10 people in that Bible study group and you can be friends with maybe three of them and just be acquaintance with the rest. But this one, it's one person and you have to be friends with that person. Mm. This is just a social dynamic, but I think it's worked better in a scenario where the person that they, the partner that they decide to be with actually worked kind of all right with me. Like we, we get on so, the, we get on the right, the interesting wavelengths there. So what I'm hearing from you is the- The partner is important. Yeah, so the, the, mar- the marriages that you keep friendships with, mm if you're like friends with that person before mm. is if you get along with the spouse. Yeah. And, and the best version of that is if you know your friend, if you're friends with your friend and also the spouse as well, before they got yeah. married, yeah. that's the best way. And you can, because you, you can didn't choose that friendship. You're already friends. With yeah, you're already friends with the person. So you're yeah. friends with both of them. Yeah. Then that's, that's all right. It still diminishes mm. a little bit, but it diminishes for the right reason. So you don't you don't feel as much like oh you're giving your love off to this person that's completely random that I don't even know or like, mm. which is a sook let's be honest and we could probably just chill out a bit yeah you know, in that regard and then we've addressed that you know as single people we don't we're not here to bag married people but married <laughs> people need to hear what they gotta hear you feel me but it's just I think those were the situations when it was better and these the reasons I know aren't particularly spiritual or the right reasons but you know what I'm a human being sue me right. Mm. Like it's just, it is how it is. So that's when I've seen that it worked out slightly better. Mm. But, you know, but being a Christian circle, man, don't you normally know the people that they're marrying beforehand anyway or kind of friends? Mm. But you might not be best friends with them. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you if you've ever like called out a married married couple? No, I don't really like conflict. Really? Yeah. I don't really. That's, That's new. I didn't know that. No. There are conflicts that I really enjoy. <laughs> when you can stir the pot. Yeah, but this uh, when you're just always right, right? Then the, I love those conflicts. I love those conflicts. I love conflicts. Yeah, always, always right. right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but I know there is that's a double-edged sword, which this yeah. conversation has been, right? And that's why I'm just like, mm, that's yeah. crazy. I didn't know that. That's, 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 hey, yeah. we will get to know each other, yeah, I guess. But CCC, I, man. CCC, this is a place to get to know That's it. these two very good-looking blokes. They said, they, they said, said, hey, <laughs> they said, they said, hey, you've got the face for a radio. <laughs> so, yeah, you've never called out a married couple or, or like had a chat, just been like, hey, look, this is how I feel. I've had people call me out when I was as dating. It, oh, as, really? Yeah, yeah. Yo. Yo. Really? Mm-hmm. What do they say? Do you mind if I ask? It's not pretty what they say. Let's, let's they they, they come from a place of pain. It's like, oh, you're like, you know, they don't really articulate themselves particularly civilly. 
because this is not a really civil conversation to have. It comes from a it comes from a place of need and vulnerability. And then they go, oh, you know, you're, you're dead. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't do this. It's, it comes out in passive aggression sometimes. Mm. How did you respond to that? I'm just like, whatever. I don't need them. So I got, the I got my missus, so I'm pretty was, freaking happy. Yeah, at the time, that's how you that's respond, how you right? But then over time, you kind of go, mm. you kind of just forget about it. Just come back to it and just try to try to just be friends with them again. I guess mm. I haven't had the best experience dealing with these things. Problems yeah, are problems. Bro. Sometimes you just move on from it and you try and reconnect. Some people have just left us, skipped town or gone different things. So really haven't been able to rekindle. But, but you know, it's really interesting is like when you're in that moment, mm. like, you know, the way that people have responded to you, yeah. the passive aggressiveness or kind of skirting around it mm. probably wasn't helpful. You know, that could be the way that we, you know, all single people deal with married couples. Yeah. That's unhelpful. Yeah. If we're passive aggressive and if we're like skinning around it, it's not helpful for married couples and us mm. and us as well. So it's hard. I couldn't have a proper response to that either. But I don't know. I guess it's just hard. You just got to keep your mind open as a single person and a married or a dating person. Mm. That you just got to let me let me open. tell you about like okay. two stories. I told you about the first one, yeah, with my brother, where I think it was like that was on me, yeah. Two, 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 two I share with you. One with a really close friend. I lived with him mm. for a year before I got married. Yeah, he's a like a real good mate of mine. Mm. You probably know who he is. Yeah, got married and like that probably first year and a bit. He, we still went to the same church, so I saw him around it like a service and stuff. But I remember distinctly, man, like after the service, I'd go and have a chat to him, and we'd still chop it up because we're good mates. Yeah, relationship was different, which like you know, yeah, we don't disagree on that, but like. We we're having good chats and then his wife would just come up and be like, oh, hey, can we go? Yeah. And he would just be like, he'd look at me and be like, oh, sorry, man, I've got to go. And like, we're having a decent conversation. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. I'm not even kidding you, man. That had happened countless times. Yeah. And that's not me just crying like pity and stuff. Yeah. Happened countless times where I was like, it, it ruined our friendship in that sense. Yeah. Where I was like, man, I can't, I can't have a conversation with this dude. Like he leaves straight away. Like he's preoccupied with like what Corinthians is talking about, pleasing his wife and in a good way. It's like it came out later and I realized that he, he needed to do those things to yeah. care for his wife. Yeah. I don't want to go too much into it, but like he needed to do those things. Yeah. But it, like it tainted our friendship yeah. for a couple of months, man. And we had actually, I think we had a conversation about it a bit later mm. to the point where now we're really good mates. Yeah. You know, I don't see him around heaps often. Mm. Actually, I do a little bit now. Play, mm. play a bit of basketball together and all that. Mm. Dunk on him, man. He sucks. Yeah. Yeah, one-on-one, post him up, boom. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> Feels good. Feels good. Yeah. I'm a king out there. <laughs> I'm really not a sucker basketball. But, yeah, you know, like we don't see No one will ever know. No right? one will ever know. That's true. <laughs> Unless we did a segment on it for. What, talking about how good you are at yeah. basketball. Like talking about it. Yeah. 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 Just talking up a bit. Pride is the devil. <laughs> um, flee. They say Flee. <laughs> Yeah, like we we would still catch up and be able to have a chat. Friendship's different. Yeah. You know, our life stage is different. We don't live together anymore, like as housemates and stuff. So that's one where it went really good. Yeah. One where it went real bad, man. Like literally like really close mate that like, we did life together. Yeah. You know, someone I would consider that person I would call a 3 a.m. 3 buddy. Yeah. Have you heard of that term before? Yeah. You know, you got your friends and you got people that you're kind of closer with. Yeah. 
But who's your 3 a.m. buddy that, yeah. you know, you're going through something rough and you're just like, yo, I need to talk to someone. That's your 3 a.m. buddy. That's your, that's your mate. Yeah. That's a G. That's a G. This guy was a G. Got married and just went off the charts. Mm. Literally. Off the charts off. good or? Bad. Bad, yeah. okay. Off the rails. Off the rails, probably yeah. better. Yeah. Better term. Just went AWOL, man. Like, yeah. text him, no response. Like, literally get a response two weeks later being like, oh, I'm sorry, I was really busy. Two weeks, come on. I know. And this guy, like, he's kind of like at uni at this stage, I think. Like, you know. You just became his side chick. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Feels bad. Feels bad. <laughs> but, yeah, it was like a point where I was, like, reaching out to him and just no response. And I was like, I can't keep reaching out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we actually had a chat about it. I was like, yo, dude, you know, do you understand this This is happening? And, you know, I've been reaching out, but I can't. I can't keep continuing to be mates with you in this way. Yeah. I like, actually had that chat, man. It's kind yeah, of like, wow. It's pretty funny. He joked about it. He was like, oh, it kind of feels like a break Break up. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, oh, you know, it does feel like that, but you made yeah. it awkward saying that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we literally were actually sitting at the beach bed. Yeah. It was funny. I was sitting down on a, like a chair at the beach. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is actually actually a breakup. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not me, it's you. It's not me, it's you. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's the like, other way around, but it was him. It was him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, we well, can't keep doing this, man. Yeah. Like, if you want to reach out to me once every like six months and ask me how I'm going, like I can't, I can't do that relationship with you. Yeah. So, yeah, those are two examples of how it's gone, like, good and bad. Mm. At the end of the day, I think the biggest thing through it is it will be rocky. Mm. It will be challenging on both parts. We can't, as you know, single people can't just sit on that throne and be like, oh, you know, it's not our fault. Yeah. You know, you got to look introspectively into like your own way that you. Think about, you know, that friendship with your married couple now. Mm. But the same thing with married couples as well. Mm. Got to step outside of that introspective, you know, don't just look within yourself. Yeah. Look out. Barbara calls us to look out, man. Mm. And that's the mindset that we got to take both sides. Exactly right, man. Something to be said about the relationship that we have with Jesus as well. Like, let's say there are things that distract us in our lives. Like you said, if you're going to reach out to somebody six months' time, you can't just see them walk down the street and walk up to them and say, hey, remember me? I'm your best friend. Mm. Let's go out for lunch and you're shouting. You can't do that. Mm. I mean, I wonder if we just, I'm just analogizing that with my life and and the girlfriend or the wife that I might have is is my job or whatever or something that I'm distracted by, my success. And then I, I put that cold shoulder against Jesus and Jesus comes to me and says, hey, I can't have that relationship with you where you just check in on me every six months and expect us to be best buddies. Yeah. Definitely a lot to unpack there. It's, and it's really fascinating and amazing how God institutes these elements and sprinkle them in our lives for us to see how we are with God as well. And something to be said there, I think, that that we need to make that conscious effort and and really just look to sacrifice ourselves, you know, like Christ did for us. Mm. The best way to not run out of that energy, I think, is if you stop doing it yourself really borrow from the love that Jesus poured out on the cross for you, right? In a way such that then you borrow from that strength to be able to go out. And maybe then you will have empathy, sympathy, and the fulfillment that you have in the relationship that you have with Jesus being far better than them being married. I might criticize your point there in a way as well in that are you not perpetuating the culture of making married people heroes by saying, I feel envy, Yes, you are the victim of the cultural shift, but the thing is you are also the subscriber of that. When Jesus clearly says, don't subscribe to human culture, subscribe to my culture. And that is the fact that Jesus 
calls you home and gives you all the joy and fulfillment mm. that you need that goes beyond any expectation that comes from you or the worldly things. Yeah. And when you really apply that, then there's a different perspective right there again. And I think the same thing could apply to married people as well. Yes, you're blessed with a wife, you're blessed with a husband, but above all, your call is to pour out your love that you receive from Jesus out to the world, to the brothers and sisters, including your wife, including your husband, right? And also to those who don't know Jesus as well. Mm. How exhausting is that? Mm. That's extremely exhausting. So I think we, we ought to pray and remind ourselves to continually, continually, these things will always exist. As much as I would love for our podcast to make influence to married and single people out there to make that first steps and make this world a better place. The fact is there is always going to be somebody that feels the coldness of the shoulder from somebody they love. Mm. Not just friendships, but even within marriages, even within church leadership, even within secular friendships. But overall, overall, our joy is found mm. in the relationship that we have in Jesus. And yeah. that's the strength that we borrow from to be able to go out and do all these things. And I think, look, let's, uh, shall we finish off in prayer yeah. on that note? Well, Just, one thing to add that I, yeah. lo I love that thing you were talking about, essentially rejection. Yeah. It's like, that's not a man reject rejected. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I think we find it really hard as human beings to know how to deal with rejection. Yeah. And again, that's probably another conversation. Definitely. Because like, I remember talking about this with a friend, mm. like literally yesterday. Yeah about how they like fear rejection mm. it's like we all do yeah but man how do how do we how do we navigate that yeah yeah that's conversation another time for sure let's pray dear heavenly father we thank you so much for marriage thank you that you make this beautiful thing where through it you teach us so much about who you are lord we Thank you for the blessing that you've poured upon those who have the privilege to be married. And we also thank you for the opportunities that you present before people who are yet to be married or who aren't to be married. For the way in which they can learn more about your grace and mercy and your love that they may be able to spread that out onto the world. And I just thank you so much that you've already given us that love in the first place for us to learn from. And so, Lord, um, I pray for those people who are hurt because of this interesting phenomenon that we have in this world that we live in, this broken world that we live in. And I just pray that you fill their hearts with the ultimate companionship of Jesus Christ and also um, give them the strength and energy and the empathy to be able to get out there again and to pour out your love onto those who need them. Thank you that we can talk about this issue in an open way. I pray that if anyone shall be bitter about this topic, that you ease that bitterness and that you bring peace to their hearts for any pain or scarring that they have, may have sustained. And so, Lord, um, we lift this up to you and, and we also pray for the times where we might, have, we might have been hurtful to others because of the pain that we have. Thank you, Lord, for being so understanding and for your mercy. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tune in next time. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. Convicted Christian community. CCC. Peace.